I got a little dog, a little, little dog, and she is out cold. She's laying on the floor because she barked at every trick-or-treater that came by. Oh, she was dressed as a little golden knight, but she hated the outfit she had on. So she took it off and she barked at the kids and we're all done with Halloween. Because they're fucking sick. Welcome to the Mouthpiece, episode 25, year one. Today, we're going to talk about this week, the World Series, my poker plans and what I've done this week, along with football this weekend coming up. So stay tuned here on the Mouthpiece. Alright everybody, welcome back to the mouthpiece. Uh how y'all been? I hope everybody's doing good. Uh I've been doing pretty good. Uh play a little poker this week. Came out of retirement and made my first sports bet in three years. Uh we'll talk about that here in a little bit. As for this week, uh I started playing again. I hadn't played in a couple weeks things went pretty well i played uh two four hundred for six hours got stuck about seventy eight hundred ended up winning around forty nine hundred uh mixed games that is two four hundred mixed games and then the next day i went back and i played three hours and i won ten thousand um i don't know why i just i never like leave when i'm running good but i don't know something told me just to get up and quit and sure enough after i quit and i went home i was in severe pain all night so that was kind of tough on me and again it has to do with me you know pulling up to Bellagio walking all the way to the poker room walking back sitting in the when I walk is when I'm in pain so you know it kind of sucked I then took a couple days off and then played 8160 uh which played like I don't know like 153 because it was uh, 40 80 160 blinds so it's a big it played pretty big uh, I played for five hours that day, and I lost 1100 uh, I just wasn't feeling good at all, and um, I just decided to quit. So um, then I made my first sports bet in three years of more than like 100 or 200 bucks. I just was so sure the Washington Nationals were going to win the World Series. I, I don't even know how to explain it. It's like I had epiphany like a week ago that they were going to win. Or actually, I had epiphany before it started. And then when they were up 2-0 and they were down 3-2, to I, I just... Strasburg is the Cy Young Award winner in the National League. I felt like Verlander looked tired. So I thought they were going to win game six. 
I actually wasn't going to bet game seven. I was trying to bet um, like three or five, three to five thousand on the Nationals at like I think it was like four or five to one you were getting. And I made two calls to people who are, who are always in the casino and they weren't there. And because I'm brain dead from the meds I'm on half the time, I didn't know who to call except the next day I remembered who I could have called the day before, but I'm so stupid. So yeah. So the next day I called that person and I, I bet 3000 at plus one thirty five. 33 plus 133 so three to win 4,000 on Washington game seven now I only won 4,000 but that's a lot of money for me now I because I actually respect money nowadays so uh, excuse me and so (laughs) well I was trying to move my fat ass closer to this thing without uh fuck all you guys laughing over there so um I just because I didn't get down the night before I was so upset I was like well I'm just gonna make this bad if I lose I'll go back into retirement which I did anyways I'm back in retirement it was uh one uh just a one-time thing I know all you are out there saying they're listening yeah yeah we've heard this before now that you made a bet and you won you're gonna go and fucking start betting again and you're gonna go broke again because you're an idiot mike but no that's not gonna happen (laughs) yeah i'm gonna lose all my money at my bookie (laughs) dot ag yeah no i'm sick bro you can't i can't do that but for all you other sickies out there go to my bookie dot ag if you want to bet some sports and you want to bet some casino games and you want to degen out some live betting, go to mybookie.ag, put in promo code mouthpiece. That's mybookie.ag, promo code mouthpiece, and you will get up to a 200% deposit bonus. So, um, that's for all you sick fucks out there. Uh, but so things are good. Um, I, you know, I've been running good and I always give Mr. Phil Helmuth a piece of me. So even though I f- could afford to play on my own in this game, I WhatsApped Mr. Phil and uh, let him take 25% of me while I was in. Uh, WSOP Europe and uh, he uh, took it so I end up making 13 this week but Phil gets 25% of it but it's all good it's all good Uh, I'm happy with that and the difference between me now and before is when you've had a lot of money you you, and you lost it you want to get it back and you you gamble recklessly and you just want to get back what you had and the learning curve for me after 49 years was uh i i kind of started my way on my on this correct path a couple of years ago uh but this year i really really took a correct path and um 
By the way, I have a big announcement to make. October is officially over, and uh, I have gotten smashed every October, whether it be sports betting or poker or whatever. I mean, uh, and this year with my positive mindset, and it's something that I talk about with our guest uh, on this show a lot today uh i made sure that i won every time i played and also not betting any sports helps a lot and i I did well and i had a winning month of october uh the best month of october i've ever had so um let's talk a little bit about uh the world series this week uh not just the fact that i won the only bet I've made over a couple hundred in the last three years. Hold it. Hello, Flash. Yeah. Yeah. Why don't you tell everybody who you are? Yeah. Yeah. Say, I'm Flash. I'm going to be 18 in January. Flashy, do you love me? What do you mean, no? You know, a lot of people are trying to second-guess Hinch and the mistakes he made. And uh, I'm going to go ahead and give my two cents worth, if it's worth two cents to any of you guys. Uh, I think that Hinch kind of panicked. Uh, He told everyone after Game 5 that Harris was completely spent and nobody needed a day off more than he did and he was he told he was complaining how tired he was so he brings Harrison in game six he gives up the home run so here we go seventh inning game seven it's two to nothing okay he gives up the home run to Rendon now Rendon's like first or second MVP of the league so I mean he's the guy hits everything. Him and Soto are the only ones that hit everything in sight. So, no big deal. The next guy, he, he gets ahead of him. A 3-2 pitch that easily could have been called a strike. And he called it a ball for a walk. And, you know, I don't think that you have to take Renicky out in this spot. But... If after looking at replays of it on uh, on Thursday, uh, he shakes his head, or it nods his head, and then walks off. So I think the manager asked him if he how he felt, and he said he was tired. Now I don't know; he has not commented on it or anything. But you know, if he wanted to stand, I, I I could see them going to another batter. I mean, he's given up two hits the entire game. But I also understand them going to the relief pitcher. So I just don't understand them going to Harris here in the seventh. I would have gone to Osuna for the last two outs, and then I would have gone to Cole in the eighth and the ninth. Um, I I just don't understand them going to Harris after the manager says how tired he was after game five. He then gives up the homer in game six. Uh, Why would you bring him in in this spot? 
I think he should have gone to Osuna. And I would definitely wouldn't have gone to Cole in the seventh. I mean, you can't take a guy who's never come out of relief in relief and bring him in in the middle of with people on base. You just can't do that. Not with him. And and the reason why he doesn't have him up to start the seventh is because Greneke had a one hit masterpiece he was throwing. So, you know, I, I don't fault hints for that. The only thing I think that people could question is going to Harris after he told everyone how tired he was thought that was a mistake um and uh the other mistake he made was just an awful mistake and you know it might change the whole game is when they're up three to two um man on second how do you pitch to soto i mean you have to walk soto and pinch to hendrix i mean cowie Hendricks hadn't done shit till he hit that two-run homer off uh, obviously tired Harris, and you gotta, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta walk Soto. I mean, him and Rendon are the only ones that can hit. So I think he makes a mistake there that makes it four to two, and basically the game's over from here. I mean, if he if he walks him, he gets out of the inning. It's three to two. Now you bring in. you bring in uh, Cole to go as many innings as he can and hope you can get the equalizer down three to two. But uh, instead, he, he brings in Smith after it's four to two. I mean, this, Smith hasn't even seen the field once in six games. I, and I'm like, who is this guy? I didn't even know the guy was even on the, the team. And then he gives up a hit and all whatever they gave up and next thing you know it's 6-2 and the world series is over so um a lot of people were gonna get are gonna give aj hinch a lot of bullshit but i don't think it compares in any way shape or form to what dave roberts did with the dodgers the last three years so i mean it's just inexcusable what he did to give washington the series and that's another reason why i took washington and came out of retirement to make a bet because this team was counted out every, uh, against Milwaukee. Hater, best reliever in the game, three runs in the eighth to take a 4-3 lead. Dodgers down 3 nothing, And then 3-1 to one going to the seventh. They get the two homers off Kershaw, win the game in extra innings to win that series. And then they had Strasburg and Mad Max going. And, that, and the thing was is they end up in the postseason 10-0. and 0 in games in which Max Scherzer or Strasburg started. 10-0. and 0. They were 9-0 and 0 in games those two started. And I was getting plus $1.33. I, I just couldn't resist it when the team hadn't lost a game that they started. And Max had his great fastball. He struggled with his changeup. And and they had him on the ropes many a times, the Astros. And I, I was talking to a friend. I'm like, you can't leave 10 men on base in five innings and win a baseball game. I mean, they were up 2-0. They, they should have been up like 6 nothing and game over. So, uh, But you could also credit Matt, uh, Max Scherzer. I mean, he got them. He got the outs when he needed to. And people want to say the Astros choked. And just like after the first two games, people were like, what's wrong with the Astros lineup? Uh Maybe they're facing two of the top five pitchers in baseball. Uh, does that have something to do with it? And then they went on the road and smashed three games in a row. Oh, wait, 
they didn't face one of the five best pitchers in baseball in Scherzer and Strasburg. Oh, wait, then they went on the road. What happened to the Astros? Why did they not hit? Uh, That's because they're facing two of the top five pitchers in baseball, including the Cy Young Award winner in the National League. So, I mean, I just don't understand what the, the... It's amazing. Like, I know how corrupt our media is, but watching our sports media try and make a story out of nothing like why aren't the astros the astros we saw all year oh maybe because they're not facing the orioles toronto's seattle's uh anaheim angels or all those other dog shit teams in the national league detroit the white Sox, kansas city I mean, they, when you face two two of the top five pitchers in baseball, runs are at a premium. I mean, and the bottom line was is they needed to beat Cole and Verlander one time to have a chance to win the series, maybe twice. They beat them three of four, and that was a series. Their two best pitchers beat. The Astros, two best pitchers. And and Verlander and Cole were were the two best pitchers in baseball. And Strasburg and Max Scherzer were like four and five. And four and five outpitched one and two. And that's why they won the World Series. No Astros choked and the greatest team ever to lose or the biggest favorite underdog to ever win. First of all, the line was ridiculous, making them 250 favorites over a team that had Strasburg, Corbin, and fucking Mad Max Scherzer. So, and Corbin, I mean, they, they all, all year, the Washington, and this is another thing, Washington Nationals had the second worst bullpen in the history of baseball. Right, they only had two guys they could rely on was Doolittle or Hudson. They had nobody to gap from the sixth to the ninth all year, which is why they lost so many games. But I mean, with it's almost another reason why I bet on Washington. It was like it was meant to be. Like Scherzer has to have the quarter zone shot where he couldn't lift his arm, and then two day if he goes that day, chances are, I mean, as good as pole pitch, they're going to lose. So he had to wake up with an injury, which it, at first I thought the injury was bullshit, but uh, I was talking with Oral Hershiser and he told me, no, he knows for 100% fact he had a cortisone. And he said he, that he had many in his lifetime, and it does, in 48 hours, you are able to pitch when you do have some kind of problems like he had. So, I mean, think about what had to happen. He had to come up lame. Then Strasburg had to win. Then they had to be able to go to to Scherzer in Game 7. And then they had – and Corbin came in. And Corbin, by the way, had the third best ERA in the National League. So, like, he's one of the top ten pitchers in the National League, too. And he threw three shutout masterful innings. So, people out there saying the Astros choke. No. The Astros got beat by the better team. I mean, maybe the other – the Astros had a better lineup. And maybe they had the big three also in Verlander, Cole, and Greneke. And Greneke pitched a masterpiece, and Cole pitched his masterpiece. But they found a way. Somehow they found a way. And you got to give credit to the 2019 World Series champions, the Washington Nationals. Okay, so we are three and five. 
through eight weeks after busting our butts to get to three and three, we have took it in the ass two weeks in a row with our pick of the week. Uh, but this week, you know, I've been looking and honestly, I have had three that I really, really like. And I have been betting against this team all year. And all they've done is stick it to me. I'm not betting because I don't bet, but I mean, in my pick 'em contest, I have, in my pick 'em contest, I have been going against this team every week, and all they do is stick it to me. And it's the reason why I'm probably not in first or second place, and I'm all the way down in like 35th place because I keep going against this team. But you know what? I'm not changing. I'm going against this team again this week as my pick of the week, which is brought to you by mybookie.ag. If you want to go out and make some sports bets or bet some live betting or play some casino games, go to mybookie.ag. You can get a 200% deposit bonus on whatever you put down up to a thousand bucks. So that's mybookie.ag to a hundred percent, um, a bonus, uh, for whatever you deposit up to a thousand bucks and you enter promo code mouthpiece. That's promo code mouthpiece. And you could get up to 200% of your deposit up to a thousand bucks. So, uh, Enjoy that. And uh, my pick of the week is... Dun, 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 dun. I'm doing it, guys. I'm taking the New England Patriots minus three. That's right. Bill Belichick. You go against this guy and all he does is burn you. I mean, last week I might pick him. I had Cleveland as my... 10th best pick but I moved them up to like my 6th or 5th no to my 5th because they said it was a torrential downpour monsoon in New England which it was for the first quarter then it drizzled the rest of the game and well they lost by 14 getting 13 and a half now I could have covered that many many ways but that's my own fault because you had this guy Kitchens, who I'm 100% sure is the worst coach in the NFL, which it serves Cleveland right with all that talent to bring in a guy that's never had a head coaching at any level in high school, college, or pros. They bring in a offensive line coach or whatever the fuck he was. He has not a clue how to manage clock management. He has no clue how to do anything. This is why the Browns are 2-6 and six and headed for another losing season. And, uh, and this is all coaching there. So, uh, But I really love the Patriots. I think the Ravens are very overrated. I mean, Cleveland beat the shit out of them. That's all you need to know. Uh, they went in last week, beat Seattle in Seattle, another team extremely overrated. Uh, 
where Russell Wilson has to play at an MVP caliber every game for them to win. If he doesn't, they don't win. Um, and which is why I was really going back and forth on whether I should take Tampa Bay or New England. But when you're three and five on the year and you're struggling and you really felt feel all year that Baltimore, that this, that uh, Jackson just hasn't matured enough as a passer against good defenses, which the Chargers showed you last year in the playoffs. Uh, I, I think New England's defense is just going to destroy Lamar Jackson. And I really like the Patriots minus three this week. And no, I will not be betting them, but you guys can at mybookie.ag. But uh, promo code mouthpiece. <laughs> I really like New England. Uh, my second pick would was is definitely one hundred percent Tampa. Uh, and those are kind of the only two I really like. Now, if Case Keenum goes for Washington, getting nine and a half is pretty good against a team that doesn't score. And their defense has really looked good the last two weeks. Now I went against Washington. The, I bet on. I took Washington in my pick on the first six weeks. Another reason why I, between them and Baltimore, the reason why I'm like in thirty fifth instead of in the top five, or maybe even in the top. Uh, but the last two weeks, Washington has covered. Uh, but they say that Keenum will be a game time decision. Now, if, if Keenum goes, Washington plus nine and a half would probably go to my number one pick uh, because I just, I mean, Buffalo's got a great defense. They just, they struggle to score. But if Keenum don't go, I wouldn't touch that game. But I'm going to go ahead, like I said. I'm going with New England minus three on the road against Baltimore. I My confidence level in this pick is a nine on a scale of one to 10. If I'm wrong on this game, I will never, ever, ever, ever go against Baltimore again. But I know I'm not. I just know I'm not. But I won't be betting. I know you guys think I'm going to come out of retirement again, but I won't. It was just the epiphany I had on the on the Nationals and the fact that they were nine and oh just couldn't couldn't help myself with Strasburg and Scherzer on the mound so anyways uh coming up next on the mouthpiece we have a special interview from the man himself Alan Chainsaw Kessler fresh back from World Series of Poker Europe and uh he's gonna have a great interview with him so Stay tuned here on The Mouthpiece with Alan Kessler. The Mouthpiece. If you'd like to take part in our phone call segment, you can give us a call at 702-329-0480. And if you're a snowflake or a pussy and you don't want to talk to me, you can email me at mouthpiecepodcast at gmail.com. Also, follow me at the Mouth Mattiso on Twitter for times that our call-in segment will be live. 
Okay, everyone, it's my favorite time of the week. It's time to listen to our phone call segment. So let's light up the lines and hear what our fans have to say to us today. Welcome to the mouthpiece. This is Mike. Uh, Jay Kirby from Des Moines. Yeah, I just wanted oh. to say hi. Uh, didn't think hey. I could get in. Was going to leave you a voicemail if I couldn't get in, but just want to say... Uh, hey, Jay. I forgot to ask you last time I... What? What did you think of the World Series? You watched the World Series tonight? Yeah, my wife and I were watching watching it, and my wife, she, she's a big Houston fan. Yeah. I'm kind of in between. I'm kind of medium. I, I'm not... I kind of like both teams, so I don't really have a pick. But she was getting so frustrated. Bless her heart. I could just hug her. She was just getting more and more upset, and, and and I was telling her, you know, Houston has had a history in this series of scoring early, but then they kind of go flat and don't score runs later in the game. It was but I there. told her, I said, honey, I mean, the Nationals haven't won a World Series since 1924, and so don't feel too bad. But yeah. she was really feeling bad for Houston, and I, I was just trying to console her and tell her, like I said, they have a one for so long, and they really did earn it. So I, they I did, I kind of... and I I hadn't made a sports bet in three years, and I bet yeah. three thousand to win four thousand on the Nationals today. You did. I, I but... never thought. I just th- never envisioned. I just felt the Washington was always going to win the series. I just. They came from behind against Milwaukee with the best reliever in baseball on the mound, scoring three runs in the seventh or eighth. They came from down 3 nothing in the Dodgers in game five. And I just felt that they were the team of destiny. And I thought with Scherzer going today and Strasburg yesterday, it was a coin flip in the series. So it was fun to watch, man. So, it was fun to watch. Early on, I was telling her, like, uh, this Strasburg has been so solid, so oh, steady. Oh, God, he's so good. I knew so they were going to win yesterday, and uh, because I don't bet no more, I, I made a few phone calls. I was trying to get down on the Nationals to win this series at, like, 5-1, to one, and I – because I'm brain dead from all the meds I'm on. There's one guy I could have called. I forgot to call him, but I called him today. So at least I won a little money, and I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna go back to sports betting. It was a one thing deal. I just was so sure that they were gonna win. I don't even know how to explain it. It's like I had a epiphany, you know. So yeah, epiphany. That's a good word. Okay. Well, one more very quick thing. Are they ever gonna make a movie out of you? Well, I had a movie signed uh, in 2013 based on my book. I had it greenlit, and it fucking fell through, and I was devastated. And I knew, I knew how hard it was to get a green light, and and you and everybody's told me don't get too excited. I, this happens all the time, and and then I got sick, and then everything went to shit, but. I hope so because I'm about ready. I've turned it around. I'm crushing poker. Uh, I'm going to Florida this week to play in a big poker game, then Chicago to play in another big home game, and hopefully I'll crush it. And when I'm back on my feet, which I I am back on my feet, but when I'm back to being a millionaire again, I'm gonna be a. I'll be looking back at this. Uh, what happened to me? And wow. <laughs> Yeah, and quickly, uh, I hope, hope you do do that movie and you can make some money on that to kind of kind of yeah, shore I, you up a little bit. There. I turned but down... I'm sorry? I turned down 750000 cash from Ron Howard 
because he wanted he to give, yeah he wanted to give me seven hundred and fifty thousand and have all the rights to everything and I just felt that I was losing millions of dollars by doing it. Yeah, I think you could do better. I honestly yeah. do. Well, so, I but, but I look now after everything. Talk. Yeah, after everything that happened, I I. Uh, kind of wish I took it now, but then again, I wouldn't have the money. Who knows? Everything works out for a reason and, and everything Hopefully. will. Hopefully. I, let's hope so. Good talking to you again, my friend, and keep in touch. Okay. Good luck. Say hello to your wife. Bye. I will. Good All luck. Right, later. Bye-bye. Welcome to the mouthpiece. This is Mike. Who's this? Uh, how you doing, Mike? How are you? Who's this? You, uh, Zach. Jack, how you doing? Where are you from, buddy? Um, from Mount Orlando. Oh, cool, man. What's going on? Uh, not much. Just was curious uh, what you thought about the game. Yeah, let's talk about the game. Um, the Nats are world champions. What do you think? Oh, it was a great game. It was awesome. It was. It I was. think they should have uh, should have left him in a little bit longer after they hit the home I, run. I think so, too. Um, my brother disagrees, but he hadn't thrown 70 pitches yet. The walk was really close. I mean, it didn't. He didn't walk him. It went to a three-two pitch, and he could have struck him out. He made one bad pitch. I would have. Here's what I I would have done. I might have left him in for another bat. I probably would have, but then I I would have gone to Osuna instead of going to Harris. He knew Harris was gas. He even said going into game six nobody needed a day off more than Harris and then Harris gave up the homer last night so he knew he was gassed he knew he needed a day off he went to him yesterday he gave up a homer and then he went to him today I think that was a mistake he made I think he should have gone to Osuna he should have gone to Osuna if he was going to take Greinke out when he did and then he should have started Cole in the eighth and ninth and because you don't want you can't bring Cole in between innings he's a starter so you got to bring him in at the end of an inning so that's what I would have done and he ends up he ends up giving away the World Series without getting his best pitcher in the game and I just think that's a mistake I definitely agree with you I think the only thing is though um, I would have put Cole in I mean I know he's a starter but I mean it's a World Series and I think but, you want to have your best best pitcher, you know? Yeah, well, the thing was is Greneke was rolling. He had a one-hit shutout, you know, going into the seventh inning, you know. But he he gave up the homer to the best hitter on either team in Rendon. So it's not, the guy's yep. the MVP of the league. I mean, so so you can't really fault him for that. The walk was a questionable walk. I, I the pitch count was real low. Um, I don't have a fault with him taking Greneke out, but I think I would have gave him another batter. But if I didn't, I would have. Go- I just think he shouldn't have gone to Harris, and, and, and only because yeah. of what he said before the game. He said after Game Five, Harris was gassed. He was tired. He needed a day off badly, and then. He goes to Harris yesterday and gives up the home run. So he said that after game five. He gives up the home run in game six, and then he brings him back in game seven, and I just think it was a mistake. And pitching to Soto was a uh, horrific, horrific mistake. I I would yeah. have never pitched to Soto uh, when they he were up. He was lights out in the series. Yeah, he when, it was, uh, when it was 3-2, I, w- I would never have pitched to Soto. I... I just 
I just wouldn't have in the what was that the eighth inning I think or whatever it was. Yeah, yeah. yeah. he should have just walked. Yeah, he should have he should have walked Soto and the, and and then brought the other guy in to face uh, uh, whatever. He had a bad game at Hinch. I think I think his managerial moves were he made he fucked up and I think the other team was just better. They wanted it more. They look what they did. They they beat Milwaukee with Hater on the mound. They got three off Hater in the seventh or eighth. I think it was the eighth, and from three one down to four three. Then they, the Dodgers led three nothing. They came back in the seventh off of Kershaw, even though that was a horrible managing mistake by Roberts, put yeah. Kershaw out in the eighth. Uh, and it was just I just felt it was meant to be, man. I mean, they just kept coming back kept coming back i mean look what the people are like oh wow the astros choked look how bad they were hitting at home no they faced two of the top five pitchers in baseball in those four games you know what i'm saying what how come people don't say realize strasburg is going to win the cy young in the national league and fucking uh mad max is going to be like like the third pick, both of them like were top. They're top five pitchers in baseball. So the Astros yeah. beat up on the three other pitchers, and when it came down to it, Mad Max and fucking Strasburg were good. Well, Max didn't have his stuff, but he was good enough. His fastball was way more live tonight, but he couldn't get the changeup over. Um, it was interesting, you know. It was a great series. I mean, yeah, no games came were one run games, but. Every game was a one-run game going into the seventh. You know what I mean? So they're all exciting too. Yeah, they really were. So. Yeah, I think Strasburg is a free agent now too. No, uh, Rendon is. He's uh, going to get fucking paid. So is Cole. Yeah, and Garrett Cole is also. Cole, Cole, and Rendon are. I mean, Washington's going to have to give this guy like, like two hundred fifty, three hundred million. They're going to have to. Yeah. You know, and Cole, already, but, uh, Cole's going to the Angels. He already said he wants to be by his family and go to the West Coast. So he's going to the Angels, hundred percent, not a doubt in my mind. So, yeah, all right. I agree. All right, man. Thanks for the call. And uh, yeah, it was great talking to you, man. Yeah, take care. Bye bye. All right, bye. Hey, welcome to the mouthpiece, is Mike. What's going on? Hey, Mike. It's Max. How you doing tonight? Hey, Max. What's going on, buddy? Where are you from? Hey. uh... Uh, two things. Congratulations on your bet tonight. You bet on the yeah. other Max. Yeah. I um, I came out of retirement. I could not resist getting plus 135 with Max Scherzer on the mound. And yeah. I knew he'd yeah. never pitch unless he was right. And he's fat. his fastball was amazing. But he couldn't get the changeup over tonight, which is why he struggled mightily. Uh, but once again, yeah, and he got the sh- he got the shots before the game clearly, so he, he was uh, pain free. Yeah, and once again, like 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 he he fought like he 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 won. You know, they won both games he pitched, but without him having his good stuff. But he fought, man. He's a battler. And then Corbin, you know, he's he was like third and he was third in the National League in ERA. He came in and threw three masterful innings. And everybody wants, like I said, they want to talk about all oh, the Astros sucked, they choked, that great lineup. They no, they lost four games to two of the top five pitchers in baseball. Why? Why don't people see that? You know, my my missing something? I don't, I don't know. No, I see it, but um, more more idiot 
more idiot managing. They, they, yes. Why did they take out Grinky? Leave him in the game. Well, I, he threw, with my he threw last, one bad pitch the yeah, entire night. With my last phone call that I just took, I we had a discussion about this, and um, I have no. I would have left him in uh, for another batter, um, but if I did take him out. I, I would have gone to Osuna. I wouldn't have gone to Harris. He he said that Harris was gassed. No, for sure. He said Harris was gassed after game five, and he desperately needed a game off. Then he puts him in in game six and gives up the home run yesterday. And uh, and then he brings him back today. I mean, if you say the guy's gassed, why do you go to him? I just would have gone to Osuna, and then I would have brought Colin in the eighth and ninth. And then go from there. I, I thought he made. You know, you can't bring Cole in the middle of an inning. Uh, he's, you know, he's a starter, and it, and he's on two days rest. It just would have been a mistake. And Grenicky had a one hit shutout going, so he didn't even have anybody yeah, warming was, up. Uh, and I, he had I, eighty pitches. He yeah, could've, he could have gone the whole game. Yeah, I, I just, I, I, I just, you got to leave. Your, I mean. It's not like some scrub got the home run. It's the MVP of the National League that hits everything in sight that got the home run. You know what I mean? Right. And then, Absolutely. And then I thought the, I thought when they were up three to two to pitch to Soto in the eighth was just an absolute, just, just complete disaster. You know why would you pitch to Soto? For sure. You know, or was that? Was that the? Uh, I don't know. He's yeah, that was the. He's eighth, been yeah. red hot. Yeah, I mean, just you know, go pit, go around and pitch to Hendricks, you know. But whatever, you know, it was. Uh, I thought Mister Hinch did not have his best game. Uh, I mean, it's not like Dave Roberts who's given away the fucking two World Series and the 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 series to the Nationals. He just gave it away to them this year. I can't. I'm as a Dodger yeah. fan. No, no, I heard you, I heard your rant on that. It's it's sort of similar in terms of coaching at the end in the playoffs yeah anyways uh not to not to beat the dead horse but uh i think your your scaramucci podcast kind of overshadowed your possible interviews yeah i just have one comment yeah. if you and again we, of course we've talked about this enough but yeah. uh, here's my timeline for listening to the possible from your perspective mm-hmm. i didn't listen to any podcasts but i saw all the comments on twitter yeah. All because I follow all the poker players, yeah. see all the retweets. Yeah, they're all about the one, one week. So, so one one tweet I saw was Mike Madison has betrayed the poker community. Betrayed and the poker. Mike Madison. I'm the only one that was able to get an interview with the guy. The guy would wouldn't I, even talk. I, no. I mean, poker players should know better. I put him on so they could read what he's saying i mean that's why i let him talk the entire two the entire three hours you, you know you beat me you beat me to my comment because yeah. I, I, I i saw the comments and like what what did you do what did you screwed up did you yeah. agree with him and then i listened to both of your interviews and you you literally just let the uh whatever you want to call him the guy talk yeah that's all he did i let him either hang himself or exonerate himself and let everybody be the judge but but like immediately even joey ingram had a bad reaction and then i think he went back and listened to what you had to say and what the responses were and your stance and it was you just let him talk and he he basically hung himself in his own interview with you 
oh, I, I, have, I, I have a blood clot. And, oh, Dude, a, I know. I mean, it's a circumstantial case. You, it, you can't just hang the guy. You take all the circumstantials and all what you hear and you piece together a puzzle. And all I did is give them more pieces of a puzzle. And I think they yeah. Should so why did you understand. get why did you get hung immediately? Why was that the initial reaction? Uh, that's a good question. Probably because I didn't attack the guy for every hand he played because I told him okay. I wasn't it, going to. I I'm not going okay, to attack so here's a guy. What happens if you attack him? Well, he you wouldn't have. If you, if, if you attack him, he just hangs up the phone. Fuck you. Exactly. Thank you. It's like it's right. like so many people that I respect a lot said said. Mike, you're playing chess and the rest of the poker world's playing checkers. I said, thank you. Finally, somebody that understands what's going on. Because he should have just hung the phone up if I start attacking him. I mean, people are so stupid, man. They're so stupid. uh, That's that's where I I was pessimistic before I listened, and then I just was like, oh, okay, this is interesting because we hear the guy for what he really is. So thank you for doing that. Exactly. And let me ask you this before I hang up here. Have you ever heard me be so quiet in your entire life? There you go. That's all you need to know. (laughs) I might have said five words in three hours. People are like, like they could have bet a million dollars I couldn't be that quiet. I did that for a reason. No, and... And the best counterexample is you have Phil Helmuth, who's the most polarizing person in poker, yeah. and you dominate the conversation, and he talks shit about it to you, but you talk more than he does. Yeah. So, this, people don't realize what I can, go through. Congratulations on your win, and, and, and retire, and don't go back. Oh, I'm retired, dude. Away. I'm never betting again. I mean, if something comes up where I like something, I might. Like, I, I was all in on Toronto this year and didn't bet. I would have won, like, a quarter million dollars. <laughs> against the Warriors, but I, I know how sick, I just know how sick I am. If I make a bet, it's like an alcoholic making his first bet or first drink. So <laughs> as long as I know that, uh, I just don't, I won't be betting. So thanks, man. Absolutely. I appreciate it. Sorry all the right. Astros lost, night, but uh, I think it was just Washington's turn. That's all. All right, uh, my man. Absolutely. Take care. Later. Bye. Later. The mouthpiece. Okay, everybody. So we've uh, got ourselves our first sponsor on this show. Their name is MyBookie, and uh, they're a very reputable company. Uh, they have blackjack, craps, roulette. They have all kinds of other casino games, as well as tons of sports betting for all you degenerates out there. So do me a favor. You listen to the show. Go visit mybookie.ag. Put in the promo code mouthpiece. That's mybookie.ag, promo code mouthpiece. And you get up to a 200% bonus up to $1,000. So you spin, you win, get paid only at mybookie. Up to $1,000 bonus. That's mybookie. Enter promo code mouthpiece. Thanks, you guys. I appreciate it. And uh, I appreciate them supporting the show. Welcome to the mouthpiece, Mr. Alan Kessler. What's going on? Am I on the radio now? You are. You're on the air. Well, I'm a bona fide celebrity. I, I picked up like 5,000 followers in the last three or four days from being on uh, Daniel's vlog for like the last 15 episodes. Really? Yeah. 
Yeah. It was crazy. How many did you pick Every up from day. the mar- how much did you pick up from the markup police? Not nothing near the I know. But I was on fifteen straight episodes. He's got three hundred thousand followers or something. It's some crazy thing. Yeah, I know. Yeah. And every day so, he's asked, every day he's asking me, um, what what are you upset about today? And and like people are asking random people and I'm in Choctaw right now. People walk up to me and they say, What are you upset about today? That's a great line to say to Alan, because you're always upset about something. It's great. See, you need to just relax, enjoy life, do things, stay positive and whatever it is, it is, man. You you get too yeah, I worked up. I I left World Series Europe and I flew right to Oklahoma to play uh, some tournaments. Yeah, I have my uh, my my masseuse is massage doing massages out there. She flew out there, and my friend who's a poker dealer is out there dealing. Her name is Tabitha. They're both out there right now. So um, I heard the World Series of Poker Europe was like the most awful place to be at. I really enjoy going there. To be honest with you. You like it? That makes sense. Everybody hates yeah. it, and Alan Kessler likes it. That's about right. No, I, I like it because, uh, you know, it's interesting to keep track of the uh, the player of the year thing because only a few people have any shot. But I and, heard it's uh, nothing. I heard it's in the middle of nowhere, and there's nothing to do. It's completely in the middle of nowhere. Oh. Like, Well, see, I you have no, you have no life, so it makes days. sense. It makes sense. Your Your whole life is traveling the poker world. You need to you need to have more of a life, Alan. We gotta we're gonna have to take you out and show you a good time, man. Chill out. There was there was no there was no uh, casino for me either because I don't play those kind of weird slots that they have in Europe. I only play you know right. slots I'm used to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So basically, course. but I I I did cash three times. I I played the twenty five k mix, which right. was a tremendous tournament. Yeah, and uh, I. Phil was really upset knew- the way he he said that to lose his chips to the guy who only knew how to play PLO and no other game. I'm like, why didn't you just fold go to the next? He says, well, I was just going to play the nuts. And I'm like, well, you flopped the nuts. How'd you do? You know? So I don't know. I just, yeah, uh, but people were, people were saying that he flopped the nuts and he actually didn't. The other guy, no, the guy was favored. The other guy was favored. The other guy was favored. I agree. Yeah. The other guy had the, the same nine as him. Had live cards and had an open-ended straight draw. Besides, or yeah, he the other so, guy, the other guy had uh, could hit an eight, a jack, a queen, a king. Uh, so he had six. He had six and eight. He had fourteen twice, and the only card that shuts him out is an ace. So I think they're probably about fifty-fifty. I would presume. Probably flip. Yeah, but with pot equity and stuff. Yeah. Uh, he. he but I play with that guy, and I open from under the gun and limit hold him. And I know the guy's – it's his big blind. I know he's calling 100% of the time. I have ace-king and limit hold him. Right. So the flop comes like queen-jack-something. So I have two overs and a gut shot, right. and the guy's defending 100%. He checks. I bet. He calls. The turn is a blank. He checks. I bet. He calls. The river is a total blank. He checks. I yeah. bet again. He calls, and you wouldn't even believe what he has. He has pocket two, pocket twos. Yeah. He called all three streets and limit hold them against the tightest player. Yeah. In, well, they the don't. Whole, that's the thing. The they don't ever. They don't ever look about. They don't ever think like, oh, this guy's playing tight. He, he might have it. That that's why 
That's why you consistently cash and you don't lose money playing poker because because people are morons, you know? They don't ever pay I mean, attention. The, the guy, he, he had a massive amount of chips, and, like, he only wins if I have ace-queen. I, any other two cars that I have, I have to have better than pocket two by the river. It, it was... I got it. it okay. He only wins if I have exactly ace-king. That's it. It was bizarre. Yeah. And he was doing this for everybody. Like, Well, that's why Phil was so care. upset that he gave it away. He said he said that, uh, you know, he, he it, it was his absolutely most devastating second place finish that he could ever remember because he said the guy could never win. He said the guy didn't know how to play six of the games. Yeah, and his whole strategy in Pot Limit Omaha was pot. Mm-hmm. And, like, he was, he was the number one. He was second in chips. Benny Glazer was first in chips at my table. Mm-hmm. And then he obviously had aces or kings, and he put them all in with like seven, eight, nine, ten for his whole tournament. Of course he did. And of course he made the hand, and he crippled Benny, and he had this, then he got this massive chip stack, and now he's just like running over everybody after that. And that one hand took him to the, to, to the whole tournament. It was amazing. Yeah. So what uh, you want to talk? I was I was reading Twitter a little bit. Uh, I agree with Dan Shack a hundred percent. My entire goal in life is to get uh, re-entries out of tournament poker and get and get day day two uh, day two entries out of poker. So that's my goal in life. All right. So anyway, if you look at the if you look at the poker boss Twitter, he's yeah. like the voice of re-entry. Sean McCormick from uh, from Aria. He yeah. loves re-entry. Well, and, he's, and he puts out this quote, and he says, look at the entries at the Bellagio for the last five years. And it goes from like 500, 600, 800. And last year they got 1,001. Do you know what happened last year, why they got 1,001? Yeah, because some, like everybody, all the guys with money bought in five times probably. Right, but here, here's, here's what happened last year for the first time. Matt Stavage was brought in because the, the thing was a disaster the previous year. I remember. And I vowed never to go back. Right. And he was brought in to fix it, quote, unquote, fix it. Mm-hmm. So he changed what was the best tournament ever, which was a 90-minute tournament. You play five levels, you go to the buffet, and you go home. Right. You got you were home at like 830. Remember that? Yes. It was terrific. Yeah. And, like, you finished day one at, like, three and 600 right. with – uh, like a 30,000 or 40,000 chip yeah. stack starting. It's an amazing tournament. Right. Anyway, he changed that to, he, he gave a few extra chips, like uh, maybe 10,000 more chips, mm-hmm. but he made it one hour levels and he made it, you can buy in all the way through the middle of day two dinner break. Yeah, that's not even poker. That's a disgrace. I all like, right, so what, what I, I don't mind was, the hour level because, but I just, you, I, I don't understand. Well, I do understand. It's all good for the house. They don't care. The thing is, is they don't care about poker. And the money's going right, to run just, out. Just imagine, you're some guy, right? You played a $1,000 mega satellite to get in this tournament. Right. And you're at a table full of people that that have no you know, no value. You know, they're, they're back. They have no value for money. They just want to build a big stack. Of course. And you can re-enter until... The average stack is like 18 blinds or something. Right. It's completely stupid. It's just a disgrace, buddy. You're never there. Alan, so many things I disagree with you about, but when you're right, I always tell you. 
and you are right on here. Dan Shack is right on here. And if they want poker to to uh, flourish, they're going to have to get rid of re-entries. And they don't need get these big prize. Nobody cares about big prize pools. Just they care about fairness. They'd, I'd rather have more wrecks in. See, they could get rid of the re-entries. They could, all the places that run a world poker tour year-round, they could just... As soon as the, the the first week of the of the of the year, but when they're a year before their tournament, they run a satellite once a week on a Saturday, Friday, hundred dollars guaranteed giveaway, one seat, and fucking just and they give away they're going to give away three hundred and whatever whatever how many once a week whatever is that yeah, that's fifty seats and and uh, who knows maybe they'll get more and then they they should be satelliting in like. 200 players and it, it's just it's just wrong man I, I just it's just wrong I don't I don't even know how to how to even and say if, it if you, if you look at the final two or three tables mm-hmm. of the last couple of years of the Bellagio 10k mm-hmm. it's all people you've heard of and you know the reason that is yeah. it's because they played they played five or six bullets of so course it's like one Joe Schmo against like 300 of the best player, 400 that's, of the best players possible. That's because why I one, haven't played it the last two years. I played it three years ago. I bubbled it with uh, making a straight against a straight. Uh, again, it's Dan O'Brien, which I, at the time, I didn't understand the way he played the hand, so I, I could never have gotten away from the hand. But And then I didn't play it the last two years because I, I'm not playing. I've worked too hard to put myself in position to uh, – I did, you know, I, from from where I was three years ago to throw up ten grand, or even if I sold half myself, like why would I sell half of myself at markup when everybody's buying in five times? You know what I mean? It's like I, I'm not going to do that yeah, to like, people. I want to give them a chance you, to win. You know, yeah, if you if you imagine like you're against five Ryan Rass, five of the right. all the top players, like five Scott Stevers, five whoever, right. five Joseph Chungs. I all, agree. Like. I agree. You, just, you keep putting these people at the same tables, but you can't. Like the average guy is not going to want to even play in that tournament. Like what? What is? What is? No. What is? What is he doing here? I agree. And, I agree. And you even know. when he finally knocks this guy out, guess what? The guy buys back in, and he's sitting right to his left, right again. Again, it's ridiculous. It's so ridiculous. It's so ridiculous. And I've put out Twitter polls on this. And it always comes up. Seventy five percent are against reentry tournaments. Seventy percent right, are against day two, are against day two entries, and yet they keep having them. And until the poker players make a stand, they're going to keep having them. Even even right, well, look, Sean look, D. My Twitter from agrees my Twitter it's bad from for like poker. Two days ago, I have a I have the exact poll you're talking about, right. and the number is like five percent that say they want unlimited re-entry. Right. It's like 20 to 1 against. Well, you should tag that then, poll. Tag that poll, WPT, WSOP, you know. No, but so, and, and guess ta- what that's what their argument is. What? Their argument is, well, your followers don't play 10K events. Well, so that poll is they horrible. don't play 10K events because of the way it's fucking set up. I mean, give me a fucking break. I'm with you on this, man. I mean, fuck, I want to play the 10K, but I, I'm not, I don't have five bullets and I, that, or even like four bullets or three bullets, you know, and I would sell half myself, but I, I just, I don't have, I just don't, 
It's just, it's wrong. Can you imagine they let people buy into the middle of day two, and the average stack is only less than 20 blinds at the time they're letting people buy in? Yeah. The whole thing is insane. Just, so, like, you have to basically commit thirty or $40,000 to have any shot in the tournament. I agree. I agree. Or else run amazingly well. And then people are saying, well, if people play bad, you're, you're going you're to you know, take advantage Look of that. They're donating says, money to the tournament. They're not I'm, donating money. They're going to build up a big stack eventually. I'm reading this tweet. In the 100K, Dominic Nitz was in for seven bullets and Matias five. They weren't going all in blind, but they clearly played differently than they would have if no re-entry existed. Okay? Like, like these guys, they don't... I mean, I don't know if they have that kind of money or they just have a billion-dollar backer, but it's just... They've destroyed poker. How can you put up $700,000 in a tournament where the price, the entire prize pool is only $7 million? Of course. There's only 70 players in the whole tournament. These guys have big egos. They think they're better than everybody else, and they're they're not. Okay? That's one thing I'm going to agree with Helm Youth on. Everybody thinks these, the way they teach is they're better than they're, they're just not. We're, 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 no, listen, no, no, no disrespect to, uh, to Dominique Nietzsche. He's a great player, but, but like, where, where are all the Germans, uh, the last three years? They, what have they won? You know what I mean? I mean, they had the one big year, but I'm, I'm just trying to say everybody plays good. And, and the difference between a great, player and the best player in the world could it would take 10 years to 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 show a dis a difference you know what i'm saying and it, and 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 it's just you gotta you gotta give the Rex hope that so they could win a satellite that they can out win a tournament you can't you can't do what they're doing i will i will fight to the death on this and um if, and, and i'll tell you what I, i'm not going to be shot the, the world series is going to start doing it it's just a matter of time before it's unlimited re-entries in the main event. They put day two re-entry in this year. I mean, they don't care. They don't care about poker. They care about their bottom line. And unless the players yep. fight back, we're gonna. You're going to see. They're just. They can't. They can't keep over. They, there's too much money going down the hole, and not enough people getting a piece. And it's just a matter of, I mean, the cash games already suck. It's just, unless you get in the private home games or whatever, and the rest is just going to, it's going to harpoon. You, you'll see. It's it's going to. It, it has to, you know. And I, I'm, all I care about is the longevity of poker. I, I care about, the you know, the how poker goes in, in, in the in the future, I, uh, the longevity of it, the fact to be able to bring people in, to bring recreational players in where they win a satellite and they have a chance. And I, I'm just not for what they're doing here. And I never will be. And yeah. Uh, I mean, and then they're saying, well, look how successful the tournament's been. The, the su- uh, successful the for who? increased year over year over year, but that's not it. That's yeah. That's it's not, not it. It's, you're right. Less people. It's just people that are buying in more often. Exactly. You're not getting more people to play your tournament. You're getting You're way selling less. more entries that, that yeah. people rebuy and rebuy and rebuy. It's, I would like to make a bet that the last three years, the amount of different players has gone down, even though the prize pool has gone up. I'd like to make a bet. I challenge. I challenge them to produce those numbers, yeah. and it was complete crickets after that. They would not tell me the numbers. Of course numbers. they won't. Of course they won't, Alan. 
you know, and, and, and listen, I, I'm, I'm completely with you on this here. I, uh, I hope we can do something and I'm playing in a $2,000 tournament over at, uh, uh, so 2200 on Saturday, uh, and then there's a, I think, or Friday, Saturday, and then there's the, uh, we're doing a, it's a $490 charity tournament on Sunday. Uh, I've worked for this guy, uh, in Florida. I've done, me and Phil Hamith are doing it. And then we're playing a big, I think it's going to be a, a stream cash game, a 50K buy in. And I, then we're going, uh, me and Phil, uh, we're gonna go. Uh, we're going to Chicago to play a home game. So uh, you know that's where the kind of where the money's at. You got to get in these home games, and you got to win when you get in them. You know. Uh, Speaking of streams, they were very, very particular at the uh, World Series. Yep. No electronics, no phones, no nothing. They completely well, stripped people down. You couldn't see it on the actual live stream from right. uh, from World Series Europe. But it was well, complete. that's what you're going to have to deal with now for the rest of our lives. That's why I was hoping that this postal gets his name cleared, because if not, they're going to, this is what we're going to have to deal with now. And it's going to be a, it's a new realization of poker. No more people who are on the stream in regular tournaments will have to, it's just fucked up. It's just fucked up, man. Whatever. Yeah, I can see them saying, well, you can't wear a hat, you can't wear glasses because your glasses can have speakers in it. Right. You can't wear your hat because your hat could have speakers I, I, in it. I know so of, I know of certain glasses that are able to see. Uh, I saw them on the Internet. I forgot what it is, but they they uh, have wires to your glasses. I, I mean, like, you know, I, I think it's fucked up, but whatever, you know. But I'm, I've been a person that always was always a person that didn't want to see sunglasses or headsets at the table anyway so maybe maybe this is a, a, a way to get rid of them and yeah, then you get i mean there's a chance they're going to ever allow headphones like you know you, you sometimes see on these uh, tv episodes where people right. are wearing headphones listening to music yeah. never again never again i agree i agree and and you know what believe it or not that's going to be a good thing for poker. I want. I don't want people putting shit on their face. I want to be able to read people because all these fucking, uh, you know, uh, GTO, uh, whatever people, they're all math guys, and and you know, you hear them dissect a hand like like when you hear Doug Polk dissect a hand. Well, his range is no, his range ain't that, buddy. When you're reading people, you know what their range is. You know what certain people could have and what pe- certain people can't have, you know, and you get a feel for how each pe- people play. It's called poker. And uh I don't I truly believe that the GTO ICM guys could be winning poker players, but give me the best people who read people for a living. Uh people like Bren Kenny People like Daniel, people like Phil, people like me, people like, uh, I mean, there's, I'm sure Brian Rasp is a great reader. Uh, uh, you know, there's plenty, you know, Phil, Phil Ivey. Uh, there's plenty of people that, that read great that are, that I take over the GTO people. So, you know, that's just my opinion. And, uh, that's why we have debates and we, uh, we talk about it. You know, we all have our different opinions and, uh, that's just mine, you know. Yeah, I was I was at Daniel's table for multiple tournaments of World Series Europe, and he was 
he was dead on on what people had several several times. Like this one guy, he said he said you have Jack, you have a straight Jack ten, right? Yeah. And the guy turns over to Jack ten, and it's a gut shot on the flop. Mm-hmm. And I said, Daniel, how did you know that? He said, uh, he said I had to read because the uh, the timing on the on the flop was different than on the turn. And yeah, of course, and that's what I do very well, and and that's what the great players do. And it, that's the thing is you can if you, you, you I can't I tell people all the time, Alan, you, you can't teach talent. You can teach. A Joe Schmo off the street to win money playing poker, but you can't teach talent. And the talented players are the ones that can sit there and not play for a year, show up, and and get right in the zone because they read people. And no matter what anyone says, you know that that's why I, I never understood Daniel learning. I mean, it's important to learn the GTO ICM so you know what other people are doing. Uh, but Daniel, I mean, he reads cards. I mean, how, I can't tell you how many times he says, you, you, he used to say, well, you got this. And then he called and say, yep, I knew it. But now, you know, if, he, if Daniel, oh, he's, fuck, I, he's deaf. Him and, him and Phil are just such great card readers. Phil, there was a thing I did in a Chinese game. We were playing Chinese poker. And, and Phil goes, he, he was going to put the kings up top, but he looked at me. And he said, he said to me, he goes, he goes, you hit the aces, didn't you? Because there were two aces live. He goes, I could see it on your face. And he changed the fucking order. And wow. I, I did hit the aces, right? And these are the things that Phil does so well that nobody will give him credit for. Okay, that's not. There's a reason why Phil is always there. Okay. There's a reason. It's not because he's lucky and they're all Phil's an awful poker player, okay? If Phil fixed a couple of things he needs to fix, but he never will because he never listens, uh, I mean, no, nobody will beat him. I, I do believe he reads a, is the best card reader in the world, I, and I'm going to stick with it, you know? I'm going to give him what props where props are due. I think Daniel's right up there, you know? There's a lot of great card readers, and... And it's it's you can't you can't teach talent. When you look at somebody, you just feel it, you know. Even when I dumped off that big pot in, the, in that cash game, my gut told me check fold on the flop, and I didn't follow my gut, you know. Just I, I and my gut told me two days ago I was one hundred percent sure the Nationals were coming back and winning the World Series, and I hadn't made a sports bet in three years, and I bet today, and and I was right. You know, I just everything in my gut told me they were going to win the series, and uh, I was watching that game, and yeah. I saw Houston just give up so many opportunity after opportunity after opportunity. They, and I said to the guy next to me, "Yeah, that they only have one run at this point, and they right. have like five or six runs. Right. They're going right. to lose this game for sure. Absolutely, you can't leave nine runners on base in five innings and win a game. They were up two to nothing, and it should have been like seven to nothing. And you can't leave runners on base, and it came back to bite them, and the manager made some mistakes, and uh, it was um, it was just meant to be for Washington. I mean, they come back all they came back from down three to one with the best reliever in baseball in the wild card game. They came back from down two to one and three to nothing against the Dodgers going to the seventh inning, and, and they beat Kershaw. I mean, they, they're just they were a team of destiny, man. 
It was just, it was a great to watch. It was a great series to watch. You know, I don't know if you were able to watch much of it out in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. yeah. But I watched the game today, and uh, somebody told me this is, it's the first time in history that the away team has won every game in, a, in a, any yeah. series. Well, there had never been a away team win six games in a series, which they did in game six. So, I mean, this will never be done again. And um, it was just their time. That's, that's all you have to do. Just kind of like like one day you're going to win a bracelet. It's going to be your time, you know. It's uh, just like I keep I keep thinking my time is, you know, for me to get all, you know, I've been so close the last three years at the World Series. And I really thought the stud eight was my time, but it wasn't. But my time will come again. And uh and it's just, I've had I'm the, I'm the only player that has four second places with no bracelet. There's nobody yeah. else that's done that. Yeah, but y- your time will come, and it w- like it was, you know, it's it's kind of like uh, every bad thing that's happened to me in the last I don't know nine years, whatever it has been. You got to look at it, take everything as a learning experience, and you have to move forward. And for three and a half years, I didn't do that because of my injury. I felt sorry for myself and blamed everybody. And uh, once I changed my my mind and my and this is why you know Daniel they like to joke around and say what are you upset about now? It's just you should just live life happy, try and make try and better yourself every day. Try and make yourself a better poker player every day. Try and try and do things to make the world a better place every day. And you know um, it's unfortunate it took me forty nine years to learn all this. Uh, but I, uh, I, I had to hit rock bottom and every time I thought that I had hit rock bottom, I, I didn't hit rock bottom, you know? And then I realized there was a, a bigger bottom and, and all I've done is gone straight up since then. And I, this is the first October of my entire 23 years of playing poker that I didn't fucking get smashed. In other words, uh, I try not to play during the October because I've got like all nine times I've gone broke in my life. It's happened in October. Uh, and all the other times I would have either break even months, uh, uh, where I had to really put in a lot of hours or something bad. And I said, this year I'm going to make sure this is the first winning October I ever had. You know why? I said, no negativity. You can't think about, always losing in the month of October. You have to think positive thoughts, positive thoughts, positive, positive. And every day I went to play, and I didn't play that much. I played, uh, let's see, one, two, I played about eight sessions and I won them all. But I was being very picky and choosy about whether I felt good that day or didn't feel good, or I, I want because I didn't want to make the same mistakes I've made in the past. And this is the first year I've actually learned from it. Like, you know how many times I said I'm never doing that again, and I do it? Oh, my God, I could fucking... I mean, if I had a dollar for every time I said that, it would it'd be a joke, you know? So, uh, But this time, I stuck with it. I stuck with it. And uh, even though I made a bet on the game today, if I lost it, it wasn't... Like I was going to lose a lot. I, I felt that that Washington was destined to win, and I, I bet three grand on him to win four, you know. And but that I'm not going to make another sports bet. You know what I mean? At least I hope not. But I, I'm sure I won't actually. You know, I might make one. Well, what was it about the month of October that you were consistently losing in October? Well, 
I know why. It's um, it's always been like the end of September, October. It's during the okay, and that those are the months of uh, the Jewish holidays. Okay, there's they're very sacred months uh, during the Jewish calendar, and I know that you're there's certain days you're not supposed to play and i would not and i wouldn't a lot of times i wouldn't follow myself on that so i made sure to try and be a good jewish boy this year and and do the right things and fast and watch the the synagogue during the high holidays and and then watch, just be careful what I do and just try and live right. You know what I mean? I think that all the bad things happen because not just the month of October, but I just wasn't living right. I wasn't doing the right things. You know, I, I poker always came easy to me, Alan. So I, I, I was always, I, I never worried about losing. You know, I was just, when I, it was just, I just, I took it for granted. I had, I let my ego get the best of me for many years. And, you know, I've been humbled since my injury. And uh, it took that to get humbled, you know, and that's why, you know, instead of feeling sorry for myself, I have to tell myself, you know, everything happens for a reason. You know, if I didn't have this injury, where would I be? You know, would I, who knows what would have happened, you know? So, you know, if I didn't meet my girlfriend, you know, the one I was with before would have never fucking found my injury. You know, she found it. You know, and 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 I would have been paralyzed hundred percent if it wasn't for her. So everything happens for a reason, and um, just like you've had four seconds, it happens for a reason. You're going to win eventually. I'm one hundred percent sure that you will win a bracelet. It's just a matter of, you know, working a little bit harder on your game, putting your mind to it, telling yourself positive thoughts instead of negative things. Try and yeah, I have a, I have a problem with. Uh, with negative, my thinking negative at the table. Really, I know it's, it's bad. So it's something you need to work I just on. Know I'm going to lose. Right. Okay. So let me t- t- do that. Let me tell you this. To do this. So one of Daniel's like uh, coaches uh, told me uh, during the World Series, he gave me the best advice I ever happened, and maybe that's why I didn't lose in October this year. And that's don't think negative about anything that happened two hours in the past. That's it. Always think positive. Forget if it happened two hours before, never bring it up. Only bring up positive things and what you're going to do in the future. And if you just stick to this, because I used to be negative too. Do you remember how negative I used to be in like 07, 08? Like I used to call myself the unluckiest player in poker. No. And then, I lost, I went on the weight loss bet and I put, I said, I'm done thinking negative. I'm only going to think positive. And then 2008, I had the biggest year I ever had in poker. So I, I let myself get away from that when I got injured. You know, I started blaming everybody. I, and, and this is the truth. I really believe this is like, even I, I kind of lost faith in God. You know, I was like, was blaming God, like, why did God, why did you do this to me? Why I'm too nice of a person. Why did you do this to me? And I think that was my biggest fault. And once I started believing that everything happens for a reason and I, and why you can't blame God, that's the worst thing you could ever do. And I became a little bit more religious and started appreciating more of the things I have in life. And I think that made me a better person. And I, and I'm, I really believe that. And I, 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 for the first time in my life, I remember telling myself this after my injury. 
I started thinking, God, I said this to myself, God doesn't exist. He would never have this happen to me, you know, and that's when things got really bad for me. And now I changed my entire thought process and I went back to how I used to be. I'm probably more religious than I ever was. And I, and I stopped blaming God for my problems. And I think that's why I, things have turned around for me. I have literally learned from my mistakes. I, I know people say that all the time and I've said it, fuck, I went broke nine times. And after the fifth time I said, I'd never go broke. And, uh, luckily for me, I mean, I figured it out. I mean, I, I mean, 49 years, I didn't figure it out, but I figured it out a couple of years ago and, and I really figured it out this year and I, uh, I'm going to get everybody paid back hopefully within a year, year and a half. And I don't know, I don't owe very much money. Everybody thinks I owe so much. I, I really don't owe much money. You know, all I have to do is have one decent year and, and I'll have everybody paid off, so. You know, it's it's important, Alan. You got to get yourself in the it, out of that negative mindset. You got to start thinking positive. Stop thinking about what's wrong, and start thinking about what's right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I mean, how many people? How many people are like me? Where I haven't worked in like 20 years. Yeah. I travel wherever I want to go. Right. I don't have anybody to answer to. I right. mean, people say, "Well, you're you, they, you know, you're such a bad player. You don't." Like, how do you stay in, like, I must do something right. right. I You're not a bad, they I say the same, not- dude, let me say <laughs> something. They say the same thing about Helmuth and, 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 and Phil doesn't have anything left to prove, you know? The only reason why I have something to prove is because of my injury and people saying I can't play anymore. And the bottom line is, is I've played 53 tournament, 52 tournaments in the last three years. I cashed 23 and final tabled six. Let's, I want to know how many other people have that record. You know what I mean? And uh, that's it. You know, you don't need to, I don't need to answer to anybody. I, I know how great I am. And I just want to, I just no, want to. Well, I, I know that I'm not like the, like the world's best poker player. Or anything, but you're a winning, but you're not is, a losing poker player, Alan. That's all that matters. Yeah, the thing is, I have, I, I literally travel wherever I want to. I don't have a boss. I go wherever I want. Nobody, I don't have anybody to answer to. I don't get money from my sister's trust fund or whatever people are right, talking right. about. That's like a complete hope. Of course, I know that. It's like, yeah, like people are saying, "Oh, well, you 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 lose you lose a lot of money every year, but your sister is backing you, and, yeah. and you have a trust fund." None of that is none of that is true. No, just, you you make I, money. You, you're smart. Um, I mean, you could tell my listeners you, how you bet, money, how so. you bet, um, how you bet on uh, how good you do with video poker. I mean, you're you're like one of the very few people in the world that win at video poker. You know, that's pretty talented. And and you don't lose a poker. You 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 cash more than anybody, and you get your, you know, you know what you're doing, man. You you don't listen to people, man. You know, I didn't even know that Twitter had mentions until about uh, eight months ago. So I never even like listen to what anybody said. And then I, I started looking at it and it would aggravate me. And so I just told my girlfriend, I'm like, whenever I put a tweet out, I'm like, just tell me the positive things. I don't want to hear the negative things. And that's another thing about being positive. If you start reading, see, social media is like the devil. It's like everybody on there has no life. They want to just bash other people, be negative about it, everybody, because that's what they do. Because they're from behind a computer, they can just talk shit about people, and it's a. Yeah, it's I, a I, what it's I've a, been doing is I just I just block those people from my life because 
Yeah. Uh, it's too much negative. I have enough negativity as it is without them. Right. And so, so like, that's Bar- why Barry Woods has given me a hard time for like two years. Yeah. And I said, F you, Barry. And I just got, got rid of him. I, I blocked him on all social media because he was just, he was trolling me left and right. And, you know, the, the guy, if you watch him play, he's, a, he's not a very good card player to begin with. And he's got no right to rip me. Yeah, I, well, Barry's a good guy, man. He's got, like he's got a lot of money. Yeah, he's got a lot of money, man. He's a good guy. He he likes, yeah. you know, he likes to fuck. That's the thing is, but tro- that's the thing is, so many people like to troll, and that's that's why they hate Trump so much because he's always trolling people. He's like the best troller in the world, and like people who troll me, I mean, I think it's it doesn't bother me. You know, but it, it's yeah, important. It's important for someone like you because you get negative all the time, and you start seeing negative things. You let it. You let it take over you. If you think negative, your negative things will happen. If you think positive, positive things will happen. And I think it's very important for someone like you, who I I respect a lot as a person, to to get yourself in a positive frame of mind. This way, everything out of your mouth is going to always be positive, you know? And when it is something you're upset about, just try and turn it into a positive because you can't let it control you. You, We cannot, like, we cannot control what what the World Series of WPT does. They're not going to listen. If you show 95% that don't want re-entries, they don't give a fuck. It's the bottom dollar. The only way that's going to change is if everybody gets together and boycotts an event. That's the only way it's going to change. That's never going to happen. And it's never going to happen because I remember back in the days when I told Phil, I said, you know, why are we letting the World Series of Poker make all this money? We could just rent out the Tom- this is back in like 2006, I think. We could rent out the Thomas and Mac, call it the World Championships of Poker, get all the top players from all the from Poker Stars, Full Tilt, and all the upcoming, and all- everybody's going to go there. ESPN's going to go there, and they're going to have nothing. And you know what Phil Hummy said? Well, you could be over there. I'll be at the Rio trying to win bracelets. So that's the bottom line. Players are never going to do shit. You know, I remember that I w- I was on a boycott and nobody stood with me when uh, uh, when Phil won his 11th bracelet and they had him in the the, the secure box. Remember that? The what they was 2007 and they had it. They, they, they were they were not. They took away everybody's phones. They put only family in this box. And I went crazy and threatened to boycott over this. And not one person had my back. So you're right. It's never going to happen. So quit worrying about it. You know what I mean? Just just get yourself in a positive fucking frame of mind. Like you're in Choctaw now. Tell yourself, I'm going to win this fucking tournament. Fuck them all. And just everything. Just tell yourself everything positive, 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 positive. And if you don't win, say, well, I guess it wasn't my time, but I'm going to stay positive, and I can't wait to go where I'm going next. And you just keep telling yeah, yourself Yeah, I have a really this. nice schedule coming up, so maybe that works for me. Yeah, you should tell yourself every day, like, man, I got like you just said, I got a great life. I could travel where I want, play poker where I want, and you know what the most important thing is, Alan? You got your fucking health. You fucking don't have to worry about what I have to worry about. And I never, you know, I never, I took it all for granted. You know, people would always say, uh, oh, if you don't have, have have your health, you don't have anything. And, you, and you'd always say, yeah, you're right. But you don't really believe it until it happens to you. And so you need to appreciate 
what you have in life, man. Appreciate you have your health. Appreciate that you can travel the world playing poker. Appreciate that you're able to hang, to play with everybody in cash and, and give yourself a chance to win. And, and, and appreciate your life and, 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 and work on making it better every day. You know, just, just tell yourself this. When your money goes in and instead of thinking I'm going to lose, say, fuck these motherfuckers. I'm going to win. And, just, and then when you win, you say, fuck, take that bitch. And you fucking just fucking keep that positive energy. And if you lose it, say, don't say that I'm so unlucky. Just say, wasn't my time, but I'm going to get them next time. I'm telling you, man, I, 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 I would literally bet my life. How, how much better your life will be. Your life will be better in a way you look at people. Your life will be better when you're around people and your poker results will be better. And all around, it'll make you a better person. And it's something that I'm a very strong believer in. I've always been a right, believer well, in it. I'm here for two weeks, so I'm going to keep that in mind as I'm playing this week. Because, That's it, buddy. Uh, today I had... Yes, today I had... Uh, I was in this monster stack tournament. Okay, if and you I, took a bad I beat, I don't want to hear about it. We don't want to hear about it. I started with triple stack for the whole tournament, and then at the end of the tournament, I got in two races and I lost both. And I, I was saying them instead of saying it's not my time or whatever. Yeah, I said, "Wow, I just played like for six hours. I lost two races and I'm out." Yeah, I said this is ridiculous. Yes, that's it. But see, now try changing your mindset. Try changing your mindset. When you wake up and you whatever you play tomorrow or next day, say today is my day and I'm gonna fucking focus and I'm gonna crush it. And if that happens and you take a beat, tell yourself that's okay. This is what poker is. I'm gonna go get a good night's sleep and I'm gonna come back tomorrow and I'm and just keep try and no negativity, all positivity, 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 positivity. You're, the thing that you're gonna get the most out of it is not poker results. The way you feel towards towards everything will change because your entire outlook will always have positive, positive, positive instead of negative, negative, negative. And positivity will breed positivity. I don't know one person in the world that that, that thinks positive that is not successful. I, I don't even, I can't name any. You can't. It's just not possible. So Yeah, the two people I can think of that are perfect examples of that are Daniel and Phil Helmer. Absolutely. They're both really successful. And they and, and like both. like even during there was a tournament, uh I forgot what it was, but I said something negative and I was t- texting with Daniel and he said, Don't you ever say that again. That's negative. He goes, I don't want to hear one negative thing come out of your mouth again. If you do, I'm gonna be so mad at you. And he was right. And and then I spun that into something positive. I forgot. I ended up doing really well, uh, but he was on my I, he was on my case for it because uh, I texted him something negative. And and I'm telling you, man, it's everything in life. No matter whatever happens in my life from here on out, I can look back at what happened to me over the last five years and and realize that it all happened for a reason. And uh, the people that got on my case for the postal interview, they were. Did they, as poker players, they should know. The only thing I want is to read the situation, to listen closely. That's all they need to do, you know. And that's yeah, that what, guy, that guy never would have gone on a Joey Ingram type. Never, show he would have hung Joe up Ingram in two seconds. Yeah, yeah. So you know, I didn't know much about it, and I only you saw. Let him speak. That's all. I let him speak, and you know what? Make a decision on what he has to say. You know, I, I made my, I. I 
I kind of made my decision. You know, I'm able to see through situations as a poker player. Did you ever watch the uh, when OJ got interrogated in, in the at, at the yeah. LA police when he when he had the cut on his yeah. hand and all that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were as nice as they could be possible to the guy. Exactly. Talking about. Thank yes. you, Alan. You're like the only poker player that that understood it at the time. It's like if you go in and you a guy who's guilty, right, and you just tell him that he's guilty or whatever like like he ain't gonna get they sit there and they coax him they kick they they make you got to get trust with somebody even if he is guilty okay they have took it to an extreme that is just ridiculous okay there's nothing in his fucking hat if he did anything it was in the phone where he was able to see the stream through his phone and that's it you know that that's the everything else is a conspiracy bunch of bullshit you know you know. From the from the re- amount of research that I've done, which is I've I've actually studied this case pretty well. Mm-hmm. Basically, all he he had done he had done a pilot show with them called like Dream Poker or something, mm-hmm. where he was actually in the back room like working in the studio and stuff. Mm-hmm. So all he basically needed was the link. There's a link that was sent to the uh, to the owner of the, of the Stones Casino, correct? That where the owner could watch the show live. Mm-hmm. All he needed was that exact link. That's it. He could type that link in his phone and watch the show live the same way the owner was watching the show live. Exactly. He didn't need any outside conspirators or There's anybody nothing. telling him information nothing. or any of that. All, All exactly. He that one link to type in his phone. Say his friend has. It, it, say his friend has the link. He mm-hmm. gave it. He say I I know the link, but I don't want to be watching the thing on my phone every two minutes, right? Mm-hmm. So I give you the link. I give Mike Mattisau the link. And I say, mm-hmm. look. Buzz, buzz my ear once if I should fold. Buzz my ear twice if I should Yeah, raise, it's all bullshit. My... It didn't happen, man. No, I, it's really simple. It's I know, very, but very it simple. didn't happen because I seen the guy t- fucking with the big bulge in his hat take his hat off. There was nothing in the hat. And then I saw him bef- lose about 20 pots in a row with the big bulge in his hat. The hat is completely ridiculous there's nothing in the hat it is possible to do that it's possible but there's nothing in the hat trust me it was in if 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 he did cheat he was given the link to the phone to the to the live feed and that'll come up when they subpoena his phone and if somehow he says oh i had to get a new one or something like that then he's fucking guilty it's you don't need to look at all everybody looking at all these fucking these these uh these videos it just there's no reason to you just this it's all in the phone if he wants to exonerate himself he doesn't have to go over everything all he has to do is set, shook, hand the phone over show there was no connection and he's exonerated if he doesn't do that yeah, he's, he's guilty that's it there's not there's nothing else I, well the guy the guy seemed like he was pretty tech oriented so if i were him i would have one special phone that all it does is you, it's it's used for that one purpose. It's not his real phone. Nah, but so, he had his real phone on the table. He didn't. He never thought they were going to get caught. So I mean, because it's a one-three stream in a little place, and he never would have got caught, you know, unless somebody brought it up. And that's if he did it. You know, I'm not going to say it until until the phone's been subpoenaed and he, and he didn't and the phone has been cleared or he didn't hand it over. Uh, something like that before I say he's guilty. I give the guy the benefit of the doubt until he's until the end. You know, he swears to me he's going to prove his innocence. Well, let's uh, let's see what happens. You know what I'm saying? Anyway, uh, yeah. uh, 
I, I just wish there was something. I, maybe you could. Maybe they won't talk to me at all at the Bellagio. But if you could figure out a way to get to talk to somebody at the Bellagio, and even if they make it, if you bust, you can re-enter one time. Yeah, like, I can I, see like somebody travels from from Pennsylvania. They want to play I the agree. tournament. And they, I got no problem with that. Time, they should be allowed to buy in again. I have no but, problem with that at all. I just believe no day two re no day two buy-ins on day one. You get one re-entry, and that's it. I, that's just my, what my beliefs are. Yeah, but are. I, I wish there was somebody, some way to get through to them because they they're not to going like, to get through to them. So just drop it. Think positive thoughts. Think about where you're at now. Don't worry about it, and do what I said about staying positive. And the only way it's going to change is if. People stop playing, and I will not go play in it. And Dan Shack says he won't play with it, and there'll be a lot more people that don't play in it. And you just got to stick to your guns, you know. And uh, that's it. It's, it's the only way you're gonna. If they want to have all the pros beating each other up, let let it happen, you know. But I'm not gonna play in it. Not unlimited re-entries for a day and a half. I'm just not gonna play in it. It's not gonna happen. So. There's plenty of poker tournaments, man. There's, uh, you play you play more poker tournaments a year than I played in ten years. You know, there's plenty of poker tournaments. You know, you just go to the next yeah, one. People are saying to me, "Well, why aren't you in the playground right now? It's a three million dollar tournament." Yeah, uh, you can. And I said, I don't enjoy going there. I don't feel comfortable there. Why would I go there? I don't. I can go wherever I want. Like exactly. I, I don't. Why should I go there? Yeah. And they're saying, I, "Well, yeah, it's a ahead. great tournament. Why wouldn't you play there?" I said. Well, if if you don't feel comfortable somewhere, and I can come to Choctaw where I where I'm very comfortable, even though it's lower buy-ins. Yeah, but the main know, the main event's here, pretty relax. good. Are they still have a million for first main event, like they had a couple of years ago? Yeah, it's good. It's a million dollar guarantee. I think the first place is around three hundred thousand. Mm. Yeah, it's a good. I heard that's I a great tournament. It's, 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 I heard it's a beautiful I, I, I place, and it's a. And I've been there once. I forgot, but it's a beautiful place, and I heard the tournaments are great. And go where you want to go, man. Who gives yeah. a fuck? You know who gives? Tell your. That's another thing. Who? That's another thing you need to work on. Who gives a fuck what anybody else fucking do thinks? Do what makes you happy. My girlfriend's a hundred percent right. Do what makes you happy. Who gives a fuck what anybody else thinks? Stay in Some a positive me, mindset. Why did you go all the way to Europe for, for three weeks? I enjoy going there. Why wouldn't I go? Exactly. It's a great place. Again, stop thinking what people think. As soon as you see a negative comment about something, just go right over. Don't think anything. you got to get yourself in them. Don't care. That's one of Phil's biggest. It's the only problem I can't get through to Phil. Phil's always worried about what other people think. You know, and that's why he's always name dropping. That's why he's always want because he's so insecure. Where you're, you know what I'm saying? He he's Phil Helmuth. You know what I mean? He he's fucking the yeah. number one fucking most famous poker player in the world. What do you give a fuck what some troll on Twitter thinks? You know, and he always worries about what everybody thinks. You know. Um, Wait, I wanted you to bring up. I wanted you to bring up one more thing. Okay. The uh, Daniel is like. Uh, he kind of befriended me in this uh, in this Europe thing, and he's okay. he's like asking me for advice about like the player of the year. Right. And uh, there was a there was two different instances where, uh, you know, he was he was actually like in third place for most of the time, right? Right. And I I run into him in the buffet, and I said, "Listen, Daniel, there's 
there's a PLO or PLO mix running right now. Even though you're in some other tournament, mm-hmm. you need to drop a stack in that and try and build up a stack. You might you, you might get some points. You might make day two. And if you bust the other one, you can go back to the first tournament, whatever. Mm-hmm. Anyway, he does it. He cashes, right? Uh-huh. So we're playing the 25K eight game, okay? right? And there's like 20 people left. I'm still in. Right. 19 people left. They're paying seven, right? Mm-hmm. So we have a dinner break. And we're going to dinner break, and I said, Daniel, this is just like the other day. There's a $2,000 PLO tournament going right now, and you have like a 20-minute window where you can play and build up a stack. Mm-hmm. And he says, come on, I, this is our dinner break. I said, listen, Daniel, if you want to win player of the year, you've got to listen to me on this, and you got to go play this tournament. Mm-hmm. So he goes and plays while the dinner break is going on the 25K, right? Mm-hmm. He comes back to me, and he's like, in this really mad attitude with me, and he says, Adam, I can't believe you told me to do that. And then he says, I was just kidding. He said, I ran up my stack to 200000 Wow. I'm one of the chip leaders. And he, right? and he ends up he winning said, player of the year, he said, right? Thank you for, yeah, he said, thank you for telling me that. And he wow. said, you know what else I did? He said, I told Robert Campbell, who was also on break, that you told me this, and I told him to do the same thing. I said, you know what? I really respect you for doing that. That's great, man. I said that's one of the most that's one of the most admirable things I've ever heard a poker player do. Like you guys are cutthroat going against each other for these points, and you told him my idea, and he actually did the same thing as you, but he his didn't work out as well as right. yours, obviously. Anyway, it winds up that Daniel's stack, even though he made the final table, he kept running back to his stack, mm-hmm. and his stack finished like twentieth place in that tournament. He got almost a hundred points. Wow. Which is about what his league is right now. Wow! All because he—it was like a you know. But I think because he was—he was—he was honest with the other guy. I think that came back to help him because exactly you know, he didn't have to tell. He didn't have to tell the other guy. Look, I'm doing this. I'm not trying to undercut you. I'm not trying. You know, like Robert Campbell's going on break. It's his dinner break at a 25k. He's not thinking I should play this two thousand dollar PLO tournament on the break. Right. But I thought of this, and I told Daniel this, and Daniel said, you know, to keep this contest above board, I'm going to tell Robert Campbell, who's right, currently the leader, right, that I'm doing this. That's called, you know and what? I that's really called. I respected Daniel for doing that. Me too. That's called karma, and that's why I respect Daniel so much, and that's why it was so. And important. now he's going to wind up winning this this Player of the Year by like a hundred points, and it's all because, you know, not only did he listen to me and do this, but I think because he was. Up front about it with the other people that are absolutely, you know, in the, in the race. absolutely, and this is why I, this again goes back to po- doing the right things in life, doing positive yes. things, and that's why I was so important before the World Series for me and Daniel to to, to wipe everything up, under the rug and and get in a positive mindset. And I had a monster World Series; he had a monster World Series. And and I believe that because we got rid of the negativity, you know, when we started, if, if we didn't need it. Has the time to do it? They should watch the entire fifteen days of his of his vlog or the blog, whatever you call it. Yeah, all he every day it's positive. There's nothing that you know. A few times he talks about that he wasn't playing his best, and it, you know, it, but the overall feeling you get watching those things 
is that he's a very positive person and yeah. has a very good outlook on and, things. And that's what you need to do. And even when things go bad, like even if you look at all my video vlogs from the World Series, you know, I started to get down a little towards the end. And Sean Deeb comes up to me and says, Mike, you're playing great. I know you're playing great. He goes, you got the stud eight tomorrow. You got you got the main event. He goes, it's not over. Hang in there. And boom, I, I, I hit both of them. Listen to this about the World Series, right? Mm-hmm. I, I had a record. I had lost 15 straight years in the main event, right? Okay. So I had, I had my thing scheduled what day I was going to play. Mm-hmm. And uh, matched out, he says to me, I want you to come to this charity tournament. Mm-hmm. You know, the, On for, Saturday. Um, that was Saturday. Yeah, I was supposed to go too. Yeah. 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 Anyway, I said, well, I was, I was spending on playing the main event that day and then going to Frank's party. Right. He said, well... I'd really like you to come to this charity tournament and you could promote it and, uh, you know, have to, maybe even get some other people to show up or whatever. Mm-hmm. I said, you know what? That sounds like a really good idea. I'm going to, I'm going to switch everything around. I'm going to go to your charity tournament and I'm going to play day, the last day, which I've never done before. Which I've right? never done either. And I never will again. What a fucking shit show. That right. was crazy. Yeah. It was crazy with the, with the, they weren't seating people properly, whatever. Anyway, oh, yeah. uh, there's this whole dispute about our seat. Uh, like I was seated with Anthony Zeno and all these people that were all late regs, mm-hmm. and they were telling us it was random and we're arguing and all this stuff. And finally, they said we're going to break your table because of all the arguing, and we're going to move you to the Amazon room into the main area, random seats. Once right. they moved me, I was either the chip leader or like top three in chips after day one, all because of this whole dramatic change of events where I decided to go to this charity tournament and, and, and change my whole flow of everything. And it's the first time I ever had any success whatsoever in the main event, all because I decided, you know what, I'm going to do something nice, go to this charity tournament. Uh, it's going to change my whole schedule around, but I, you know, I think it's the best thing to do. So I did that. I went up chip leader, whatever. I made it all the way to day five, which I've never done before, obviously in the main event. Right. First time I ever cashed. So, you know, sometimes you have to do Again, things that are... these are positive things, and, and you need to yeah. apply these things in your life um, every year. And I, I kept thinking to myself, if I change the day I'm going to play, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to lose. And then I said, you know what? I don't care. I'm going to go to... This right. charity thing is the right thing to do, and, and I'm going I'm to do it. And there you go. There's a perfect example of your negativity and your positivity. You said, if I change the day, I'm going to lose. But then you said, I'm going to go to this. And you went to it, and positive things happened. There's a perfect example yeah. of it. And it's, it's, it's so important. I don't, I, I'm not a life coach for anybody, but for the people that are listening to the show, to the people that are listening to the podcast, I want people to understand it is the most important thing you could do in life is not live life of what hap- of a victim. Don't be a victim. Be the victor. You know, I don't want to like kiss Daniel's ass to all these great because I like, you know, I know he's a good person, but people say, oh, you're kissing his ass or whatever. But no, I'm just telling you, he's a very positive person. And and what happened to us, a lot of things that happened to us were because we got involved with politics and politics is all negative because all they are is out to divide everybody. And it's and and, and it's you, you can't let politics or negativity bring you down you have to understand how people are and you kind of understand what you know what makes you a better person and makes what other people a better people 
you know, the amount of stress he's under trying to win this player of the year, he's, he's stuck $200,000 in Europe. And I'm with him a lot of the time in Europe because, you know, we're playing the same events. Mm-hmm. We're on the same breaks, whatever. And it's amazing. People will stop and ask him for a picture. I never saw him be mean to anybody. Like, he's under a lot of stress. He's, he's playing a 25K, 100K, whatever it is he's but playing. Daniel? Daniel? And no matter how many people, it must have been hundreds of times I watched this happen. Yeah. And, and and they'll say, just can you do one more picture, one more picture? Yep. It's always one more, one more. Right. And he never ever turned anybody down. It, yep. It's like, and neither, and guess what? Neither have I. And it's the most important thing in the world. You can't think you're better than anybody else. You can't forget where you come from. It's very important. You you just got to keep that mindset because when it is your time and you have that positive mindset, you're gonna feel the power of the positivity lead you to that victory trust me when i tell you this you will feel it and it's a it's the best feeling in the world that your positivity led you to that result trust me on this phil and daniel are perfect examples of it that's all you need to know so um as somebody that's been successful playing inter or playing video poker what kind of advice would you give um the everyday person that is a D-Gen that likes to play video poker uh, where they don't blow their brains out that can at least break even or possibly win at video poker. Do you have any secrets you'd like to share with anybody on that or no comment? Uh, first of all, uh, there's a lot of, there's a lot of information on the internet about video poker games. Mm-hmm. And like, I'll give you an example. I'm at Choctaw here and I, I see one of the, you know, this, this woman, that uh, she's a very good poker player. I don't want to mention her name. And she's, okay. She's playing the ultimate X poker. That right. the crack cocaine. The of crack, it poker. is the crack cocaine of poker. It took over me one. Like remember when they first came out, we were both yeah. talking about it. I told you stay away from it, but I don't know. You play it though. Uh, do you win at it or yeah, no? I play it. The problem with that game is that uh, it's 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 a counterintuitive game. Like uh, it's a complicated game because based on how many multipliers you have right. and what the and and also. What multiplier you can earn, it affects your entire strategy. Like, Correct. say you're playing a game like double double bonus, right? Right. Well, normally you would keep aces mm-hmm. because you want to get four aces with the kicker. Mm-hmm. But in a game in in double double bonus ultimate X, if you have aces and sevens, for example, you would keep that because the reason is you want to get a full house. To, so the multiplier. 12x multiplier on the next stand. Correct. And I figured that out when I was playing it, but I still got crushed. But, uh, yeah. All right. It's... But the thing is, every game has little nuances like that. Mm-hmm. And people say, well, I play by feel. I know what I'm like. I know what cards to hold. That's mm-hmm. ridiculous. Nobody knows what cards to hold. No. You have to <laughs> study the game. And there's, there's information online about, you know, like the values of different hands. And it's just like, it's just like live poker. Right. Every hand has a certain value. Right. And you can't just say, well, I'm going to hold these cards. Like, I, I walked by today, and this lady held two eights and a jack, and she made a full house. I'm thinking to myself, why did she just hold the jack? <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm not going to ask her that because, like, she's telling her husband, I just made a full house, and I looked at the hole, she had two eights and a jack. <sighs> like, why would anybody in their right mind do that? But, yeah. I mean, people... Like if you're gonna if you're gonna play for any real money in video poker, like if you're playing for nickels or quarters or whatever, right? Go with your instinct or whatever. But if you're gonna play real money, 
you'd be foolish not to not to know the values of the hands. There's there's right. like there's a certain like a hierarchy of what hands are worth more than other hands. And math so math is probably advice, yeah. Go ahead. My number one advice to anybody that's playing video poker is to know what pay table is the right pay table to be playing, and also to know the hierarchy of the hands. Yeah, like you shouldn't be guessing. Well, do I hold four to a flush here, or do I hold a pair here, or do I hold three to the royal flush here, or whatever? You should know there's a hierarchy. Which hand is worth more than which other hand? Yeah, like, I, I I noticed myself playing like I was like I was always found myself in. Let's just play. I'm playing. I'm playing the ultimate bet or ultimate X deuces. Like I would always go for the flush, which I wouldn't do regularly because to get the multipliers up. You know, or or even straights. I don't know if I'm doing the right thing, you know, but I felt like that was the right thing to do. Where I like, like if I have two deuces and a straight dealt, the I, I I'm not sure if you're supposed to keep the straight and get your multiplier up, or just do it. You know, I always did and keep the two yeah, deuces. Yeah, that's, that's deuces wild is is in itself one of the most complicated video poker games. Right. But when you get with the deuces wild with the ultimate X. Right. It's a very intense game, and you really, really have to study the values of the hands. And the values of the hands are different based on what the multipliers are already on the screen, too, and what multipliers you can earn. It's like very, very – like there's no way to even play the game perfectly. You'd have to – it's all guesswork, basically, because you don't know, you don't know uh, like what multipliers you're going to earn on the hand. You don't know what multipliers you have on the hand. So that all that affects – your whole decision-making process. It's I one time, very, very I th the, th the 12X is the biggest multiplier, correct? Yeah, I hit okay. an 8X royal. I, hit, I hit a 12X royal on 10 cent deuces uh, with a 12X multiplier for 4,800 once. That was fun. That was like the crack, like you said, the crack cocaine of video poker. I can't yeah, tell you how many times I used to go, when I had a lot of money, I'd just go and I'd blow a couple thousand playing quarters, you know? But it was fun. Then I realized this is no fun no more. I just lose every time, you know. But it is fun. Yeah. It, that's a, if you're if you have an addictive really... personality, I I don't I tell everybody stay away. Don't ever play Ultimate X Poker Machine. Yeah, it's the same thing with slots. Like I I see people like they're playing a slot machine to like they're going for a certain jackpot or whatever, mm -hmm. and they finally like a you know something uh, they finally hit whatever they were going for, right? Mm -hmm. And they're and they still they're still losing, so right. now they're playing and they don't there's nothing they're even playing for they're just playing because they think the machine's going to give them money back which is a total fallacy. Yeah, like, of course. The machine has no memory of what happened in the past. No. If you've no. already accomplished what you were going for and you hit whatever, like if you were hitting for a certain bonus or whatever, yeah. it's not going to say well, like this person lost X amount of money. So the next person that walks up is going to win X amount of money. It doesn't work <laughs> no, that way. No, it does. So like that's like a major fallacy. People think that for video poker and for slots, it, it doesn't work that way. Like yeah. you can you can win and keep winning and winning and winning and winning, or you can lose and keep losing for an eternity. It's I like agree. The machine has no memory. It's like a roulette wheel. A I roulette agree. wheel has no memory of of like forty or fifty spins in the past. But if you do, you feel like like when I play video poker, I don't do it very. I mean, I couldn't tell you the last time I did, but I used to. I used to go in like once a month and maybe put a couple hundred in a video poker machine. Do you feel like when it gets hot, they stay hot, and when it's cold, they, they stay cold, or it just, it just doesn't have a memory and it's just random? I, well, everything has streaks to it. So, right. like, you'll be playing for a while, and it'll, it'll, 
you know, you might hit a, a bad streak. You might hit a good streak. You might hit a choppy streak. Right. It's, it's, there's nothing you can control about it. Like I've had arguments with people about this a lot. Like if there was a way that, if there was a way that you could tell that the hot streak was coming, mm-hmm. then people would, people would be printing money at, at machines. Right. Right. I agree. Like, there, there's no way like people were saying, well, the, the, I have this friend that plays slot machines and he says, well, I've been playing. If, if, if I play like 50 or 60 spins, and I haven't gotten a bonus, I'm going to increase my bet because I know the bonus is due to come out. Right. It's not due to come out. It's the same odds on the next spin Absolutely. as the previous spin. Now, uh, where, where, where I think that people, and we can, we can uh, put in what we've talked about with positive thinking. Um, when I'm playing video poker and I'm, I'm playing deuces or whatever at a, at a bar, and I keep getting three deuces, three deuces, three deuces, and I, I tell my girlfriend, it's going to hit the deuces, it's going to hit the deuces, it's going to, and then it hits, right? But it didn't hit because I kept hitting three deuces. It hit because I was in a positive mindset, believing it was going to hit. Does that kind of because that kind of make does that kind of if you believe you're going to hit a royal flush and you don't hit a royal flush? Does that mean it didn't work that time? Or what? well, how about if I tell you this? I've walked into the certain bar that I played at, and I played there for seven years, or no more than that, for like ten years. I'd come in once a week, even back when I had money. And only twice did I ever walk in and tell the, the bartender, Connie, I said, I'm going to hit a royal tonight. Only twice. And I hit it both times. That's fucking wow. spooky. Spooky. Okay. One of them was when I won my bracelet in 2013, or before I won my bracelet, when I came back. You remember I had one big bet left, and I came back to be second in chips going into the final table. And I went to the bar that night. I said, and I was so high on life. I was such in a positive mindset because like I came back from the dead and now I got a shot to win the tournament. I walked in, I said, what happened to me today was so surreal that I guarantee you I'm gonna hit a Royal tonight. And in three hands, I popped the Royal. It got dealt me four to the Royal. I said, I'm 100% sure it's gonna be there. Boom, it was there. And then uh, the other one was like a year ago uh, during the World Series, something positive happened. And I walked in and I said, man things are going so positive for me i just i hadn't been there in like a month i said i'm gonna hit a royal tonight boom i hit the royal those are the only two times i ever told her i was gonna hit a royal there and it's the only two royals i ever hit at this bar so um that all comes from positive instincts not about it's not about thinking you're gonna hit it because because whatever is because you're in that positive mindset from what happened earlier so, in the day. This is another so I, example. I'm at Thunder Valley in a, in a poker tournament, right? Mm-hmm. And I had entered the, the drawing because I play a lot of slots there mm-hmm. and video poker. So uh, the drawing just happens to be on the dinner break of the poker tournament. So I'm at the drawing area. They pick all the names. And I was sure I was going to get picked, right? Mm-hmm. And, and they go to the last name, and I didn't get picked. I said, well, I... I really thought I was going to get picked, but, you know, that's okay. I'll, I'm getting ready to go to the steakhouse. Mm-hmm. And they, uh, they make an announcement. And they say, um, we had one person not, not claim, so we're going to pick one more name. Oh right? No. So I'm thinking to myself, you know what? I thought I was going to get picked. Anyway, they pick my name, right? Wow. So now there's eight, people, there's eight people seated in a row, right? Uh-huh. They put these, uh, these bags into a bigger bag mm-hmm. and you pick out a bag and inside the bag is a key, right? Mm-hmm. If the key is a certain color, you go to the main game to try to win the car. 
Gotcha. Right? So I'm in the eighth seat because I was the eighth person picked, mm-hmm. and there's only one key to the car to play the game, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm thinking to myself, wow, this is going to be a tough thing. I need all seven people not to pick the key. It's like right. an impossibility because... But if you think you're going to get it, you're going to get it. Picking the key. That's the thing. If you think you're going to get anyway, the key... Anyway, the first person... The first person has a one in eight shot, then it goes to one in seven, one in six, one in five, and it keeps going down the row. And I'm thinking to myself, wow, I'm making a shot at this, right? Right. It comes to the seventh person, and now either they get the key or I get the key. Right. Right? Somehow they pick the bad key, and I back into the playing the game. Wow. Right? So now, now they explain the game, right? Mm hmm. This is another like example a, of like, positivity, buddy. This is everything we yeah. talked about. Go ahead. So they explain the game, and there's like, I can send you a picture of this if you want to get a picture of it. I have yeah. it on my phone. Okay. There's a, there's a board. It's got like 20 numbers on it, right? Send us a picture, and man. Like we'll, put, we'll put it up when we put the interview out. <laughs> All right. Anyway, there's like 20 different pictures on the board of 20 different numbers, and behind three of the numbers are cars. Wow. Right? Behind all the rest of the numbers are different money amounts. Okay. And if you match three money amounts, you win the money. If you match three cars, you win the car. Okay. But the problem is that the money amounts, there's like four and five of some of the money amounts. It's, it's near, I, and I had somebody do the math, and the it's math impossible. makes it near impossible to win the car. Yeah. Right? It's ridiculous, man. I was thinking the so, same thing. So instead of thinking that it's impossible to win the car, I looked at the board, right? Uh-huh. And I said to myself, say I was the person that say I was the person putting the car up on the board, I would never put the car in like any of the corners. Right. Because people pick the corners. Correct. I would never put the car at number seven. Okay. Because seven's a lucky number. Right? right. So I eliminated those. So then I I started like in a diagonal thing uh-huh. where I started picking the numbers and uh I had I found the five the three car spots within five numbers. Oh my god! And I won the car. Oh my god! It was unbelievable. Unbelievable! It was one of the the most surreal things I've ever been. Like I I pictured myself as the person putting the where they would put the car. There you go. This is the exact thing we've been talking about. Picture yourself as winning. Picture yourself as when you take a bad beat of moving forward. This is everything we just talked about. And now yeah. you just you just told me a story that validates our entire talking that we've been talking about. And that's, yeah. uh, wow. It was one of the most surreal things. And people were saying, well, how did you pick those numbers? And I said, well, I put it in my mindset that I'm the person that's setting it up, and I don't want, I, you know, I want to make it difficult for the person to find the car. I'm not going to put it in the corners. I'm not going to put it in the center. I'm not going to put it in number seven because that's a lucky number. I'm going to put it, and I, I had it narrowed down. And if I, if you see the picture of the thing, mm-hmm. I had there's like five or six spots that are picked, and three of them have the car. It's amazing. Wow, awesome. that's this has been a great, great talk, Alan. Man, this is a. This is a really this is a good learning experience for you for everybody who's listening about the power of positive thinking. You showed me how just talking to you what the power of positive thinking is, and now you need to apply it in everything you do, and it's going to make you a much better yeah, person. I, I have a problem with the uh, like today. Uh, 
today, just as an example, like I'm just coasting along, and the the guy on the button that happened. Hey, that happened more than two no, hours ago. We don't talk about that. We think I understand like, that, but I'm just telling you what happened. Okay, so I'll, let, I'll let you slide this. Is, this, time. this is in the past. Okay, this is this is. But I'm not gonna do this anymore. Okay, he, and he says, "Why don't you put me all in?" And like, say, I'm thinking to myself, "Why is he saying why don't you put me all in?" I look down. I have two tens in the big blind. Yeah. And the guy's got like, I don't know, 14 blinds. I'd say, fine, I'll put you all in. He turns over ace, jack, a club, mm-hmm. and he wins. Right. So I get short. I uh, I go all in with eights against jacks, and I hit my eight, and I double up again. So now I'm back to a reasonable stack. Mm-hmm. And we, you know, we play on, and I get eights again against the same guy. And he calls. I'm all in. I got short again. And I said, uh, I have eights again. I don't think I'm going to win twice in a row with this hand. Well, and he turns over the same hand, ace, jack, of clubs that I just lost to earlier. I said, forget it. It's over because well, there you I, go. I'm not going to. And you lost, right? <laughs> so the flop is three, four, six of all red. Mm-hmm. Three, four, six. And he says, how much do you have? And I said, like 37,000 something. And he starts counting out the money. And the dealer turns over the ace on the turn. Yeah. And I was so I was so sure I was going to lose. It was it was like yeah. it, it, it was. These are like, these are what you got. This is a learning experience. These are what you've but got to get is, out of your no mind. No matter what I said, the cards are already in the dealer's hand. That's the part I don't understand. But <laughs> they, but it's going to change. Okay, if you start believing you're going to win, it, it's going just. Trust me on this. You're gonna. It's gonna change the whole way you look at things. When you start seeing positive things happen, you'll say, "Well, that happened because just kind of, just like with your car story. That's why that happened. You lost that hand because you told yourself. I mean, I know you. Yeah. You're saying, "Well, the cards are gonna change. They're already there. Whatever." But, but you know what? If you, I don't know. How to, I know this sounds stupid, but if you be- believe. That you're gonna lose, yeah, you're I gonna was, lose. I was, I was certain I was losing that hand when he turned over his shocker club. Yeah, well, that's <laughs> but, but, it, but you can't no more system. after today, no more negativity. Always, no, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna try your, your system and see how it and then and then move forward to the next day and the next day. And and you'll see good things happen, man. I'm telling you, man, it changed my whole life. All right, Alan, this has been a great interview, it's really great talking to you. I hope you learned something from this interview, and I hope you have great results here in the next year. Take care, my friend. All right. Take care, All right, my thanks, friend. You got it. Bye-bye. The Mouthpiece. Okay, everyone. I hope you enjoyed episode 25, year one of The Mouthpiece. Stay tuned next week. Tune in next week for episode 26 of The Mouthpiece. And we will talk about what's been going on all week as well as my upcoming trip. Have a great weekend. Good luck to you all. The Mouthpiece.